So here's a controversial topic in spirituality, rage. So what is the role of rage, of anger, fury in spirituality, in the awakening process? Well, I think in some areas, for instance, like Vajrayana Buddhism, it's well addressed. Um, but in other areas, it's sort of left out. It's overlooked, minimized, uh, or totally avoided. Why is this? Well, simply speaking, it's a part of ourselves that we're afraid of. It's a part of ourselves that we've uh, conditioned ourselves from a very young age uh, not to let get out of control, not to let it overtake us. So we repress it often. We avoid it. We don't look at it. This isn't always the case. Some people actually have the coping mechanism of using the anger, using the aggression. Um, can be can be actually uh, pretty powerful sometimes in the social matrix because others are afraid of you. So you kind of get your way in various ways. Now, if it goes too far, of course, you become a criminal and then you may have to go to jail. But uh, there are different coping mechanisms around anger, obviously, some people indulge. Most people repress to some degree, probably to a healthy degree. Not that repression's healthy per se, but they've learned you know, at a young age not to act out on it. So let's say modulate it to a healthy degree. And then others really repress it, don't realize how much they repress it. And then it can come out uh, in ways we don't even notice sometimes, sneak out the back door and so forth. So what's the deal with rage, with anger? Well, in my experience, it's something that we all have access to. It's a part of all of our emotion bodies. At some point, it will calm down, subside significantly. At some point, we won't have the tendency to act out on it. We'll notice when conditions are set up such that we could act out on it in, let's say, passive aggressive ways or overtly aggressive ways. And just being aware of that often, we are able to just sit it out let the emotions subside. We don't need to act out on it. We don't need to project it out into the world, onto other people and so forth. But the uh, underlying truth of anger, of rage, uh, can still remain in the sense that it's a, an emotion that is there to reinforce our, our boundaries, right? So physical boundaries initially, and then emotional boundaries, practical boundaries. When we learn to construct and communicate healthy boundaries, uh, not necessarily rigid boundaries, but well-developed, practical, compassionate boundaries and communicate them and don't let people necessarily cross those boundaries, then we don't need uh, to act out on anger but we can just feel when the conditions are set up such that we need to reinforce a boundary. So I won't go into details about boundaries, but I think most everyone probably knows what I mean. And that is, of course, physical boundaries, uh, but they can be boundaries as far as someone uh, being invasive toward your time, your kindness. Uh, these kinds of things happen in the workplace. Sometimes it can happen in relationships, close emotional connections. And sometimes it can just happen with casual interactions with other people. But 
if we know what that looks like, know what that feels like, and know that we don't compromise our boundaries, then things rarely would ever have to escalate to, to the level of actually expressing rage outwardly. Um, we may act uh, in swift ways. We may act in uh, with decided communication, uh, with pointed communication. We may uh, change locations quickly. We may leave a situation that feels uncomfortable, that feels potentially violent, etc., without even an explanation. We just trust ourselves that those boundaries are important. So all of these things can happen without becoming overtly angry, yelling, shouting, being passive aggressive, getting into ego struggles with people. So that's healthy boundaries. Um, up until that time, when we are still learning to come into contact with our, with our own anger, uh, it can be surprising sometimes. Often, right when we're approaching awakening, we'll hit a sort of fear barrier. Sometimes we also hit this sort of rage. It may be during the moments of inquiry when we feel something falling away, but it may not be. It may be outwardly toward other people when uh, we're not necessarily meditating or inquiring, but something in us just feels unsettled, feels defensive, and so it could come out in other ways. So sometimes this sort of happens when we're getting interested in this process of unbinding of awakening, but we haven't really clarified the mind significantly yet. So just be on a little bit of alert for it. And like any emotion, just remember it will subside. It doesn't last forever. Uh, usually actually lasts just a few minutes if we don't encourage it or get deluded about it or get up in our head about it. Just feel it, feel it in the body. Be okay with it, but don't act out on it. Give it some time, give it some space. The doctrine of do nothing works really well here. Now, after awakening, when we're moving through deeper stages of realization, when we're engaging the shadow, when we're moving through the deeper structures of the emotion body, you will come in contact with it. And often at this point, we have less filters or no filters, meaning we don't mitigate it with the mind. We don't distract ourselves. We don't tell stories about it to calm it, which doesn't really work. We're not calming anything. We're sort of avoiding it by running up into the mind. But those strategies are far less available after awakening. So now we start to feel it in a very visceral way. We feel it very directly in the same way we feel fear very directly, in the same way we feel sadness, grief very directly. So we may come in contact with this rage it just feels like it wants to take over the body. It feels very primal, um, aggressive. Now, of course, it's okay. It's okay to feel this. It's 100% okay to feel this. And I think the key insight here is that the body and the mind, the body-mind, can handle it. It's not uh, something that's beyond us. It's not something that will take control of us and will act out in violent or aggressive ways. Strangely, the, the belief that we have to or will act out on anger, that we will uh, allow it to become a harmful process. The belief itself is a sort of symptom of a wider issue in human consciousness that is repression, repression of anger, rage, and ultimately uh, compromising of our own boundaries. So, so it becomes repressed, and that's actually when it acts, when we act out on these uh, deep emotional energies in unhealthy ways. 
when we actually allow it to inhabit the body, when we, we allow the sensations and experience of, of anger and rage to, to be felt in the body, it may feel dangerous, it may feel overwhelming, it may feel like alarms are going off, but hopefully by this time, after a shift in identity, you realize a lot of that is thought. It's a very intense sensation, it's a very intense experience at first, but the, the thoughts that say, oh, I'm gonna you know, kill someone, I'm gonna you know, rage, I'm gonna go out and destroy something, those are thoughts, yeah. Now, of course, when we believe those thoughts, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. Uh, um, and we repress and push it away, and then it comes back in other ways and so forth. But if we just let it be there, if we just let that intense emotional experience be there, realize little by little, or sometimes in a big um, plunge, that our body-mind can handle this, then it tends to subside over time. You may have to revisit it, or it may revisit you, and that's okay. But just understand that uh, once we start bringing something into consciousness, we really let it inhabit the body, that's when it starts to calm down, starts to subside. Turns from a tiger into more like a kitten over time. Um, but at first it's quite intense. Just like any emotion that you feel for the first time full on, like jealousy or fear or grief, it's like, it seems overwhelming, like, wow, I don't know if I can handle this. Oh, okay, well, that's a thought. I don't have to handle this. It's just a feeling. I just have to feel it. Just let it inhabit the body. The body may move, it may sh you know, shift, shake, twitch, and that's okay, you know? <clears throat> it's not the same as acting out and harming somebody. Let the body feel what it needs to feel. Uh, sometimes other modalities can be helpful here. Movement type exercises, uh, TRE, maybe dance, things that give your body a way of moving and expressing its uh, energetic patterns, its even repressed energetic patterns in a healthy way. You may look into those sorts of things, but you don't necessarily have to. Sometimes just sitting with it and realizing I actually do have the capacity to feel this is what's needed. So that's the long and short of it. I don't want to get into too much detail because it's not a really a complicated process. This is how many things are with emotion work. It's not complicated. There's nothing complicated about emotion work. It's not tricky and it's not really insight based in the way that inquiry is or uh, that first shift, the inquiries we, we take to approach that sort of cliff edge. This is just about feeling. It's about just experiencing and, and realizing you're okay with it, that it is okay to feel rage. The body can handle it, the mind can handle it, and we don't have to act out on it. We just let it inhabit the body for a time. You know, give yourself some space for it. Uh, don't distract yourself, but just, just let it move through, and it will move through. So that's how you work with rage. Let me know your experience with this. I'd be curious. And like everything, it, the more that it's allowed, the calmer it actually gets. It's paradoxical. But the more fully we let anything inhabit this experience, or we inhabit any experience, the, the more integrated and calm things get. And sort of neutral, but neutral in a, in a joyful way, in a simple and integrated way, an interconnected way.